Blog Talk Radio. So now it's where we're trying to Commissioner T here, live November November 15th. We skipped the show last Tuesday for obvious reasons as we uh, sat back and watched the election unfold. And as everyone knows, a week later, uh, we have a uh, kind of unexpected president-elect, and it is the one and only Donald Trump. He will be the 45th president of the United States. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're going to talk about that as it pertains to sports and as it pertains to uh, teams that win the championships and go to, uh, you know, the White House. How are they going to feel about going to see um, President Trump, considering many of the comments that he's made uh, over the last 18 months. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're also going to talk about the Tony Romo press conference. I actually have it uh, uploaded, so we're actually going to play it in its entirety. So if you missed it, as it was just played probably 5.30, something like that this evening. So if you missed it, hang tight. We're going to play it right here. going to look at the uh, divisions and uh, kind of make our mid-season division champions and our mid-season MVP. So we have a lot going on tonight. But again, Facebook Live, you guys are always great. I always get people coming and, and sending nice messages, and uh, it, it, it's very, very nice to see you guys coming and saying hello to, to me. Uh, right now, I'm Commissioner T. A lot of you just know me as, as T uh, or Terry, you know, same guy, it's all the same guy, just different name, depends on what you see me at. Um, but anyway, if you want to catch the show, though, what you do is you go to my wall, scroll down, you got to scroll far, all you got to do is click on a link to the Madden Voice, and yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be mostly football, we will sprinkle in a little politics, you can't not talk about the election, I, 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 mean, I, mean, I mean, you just can't talk about the election, so we're going to talk a little Trump, but again, we're going to talk about the, the what we're hearing about a lot of athletes uh, and their thoughts on whether they're going to want to go and shake the hand of of Donald Trump, um, particularly minority athletes. We're going to talk about that. Is that the right way? Is that is that the correct way? Um, you know, to deal with the new president. Um, you know, we're, we're going to give our thoughts on that. I have some very uh, succinct thoughts on that. But as you know, it's not just me. It's uh, Doctor Train. It's JB, and of course, it's K Star. So. Um, let me let me just before I log off of Facebook Live, let me just give a little love out there. Kathy Nearing, we miss you too out there in Vegas. And uh, you know, you gotta get back up here to to good old Connecticut and uh, come see Major Motion, check us out. My man Greg Maloney, man rocking a couple of clubs out there. 
in uh, Southington. Hey, y'all got to go check him out, man. He's got Blackstone. He's got Maloney's. The party's happening. You got to go check him out. All right. You really got to. We got uh, Inez out there, cowboy fan. Love you, girl. You know how we do. Maria. I know Maria's so, so doggone long. You're looking good. Love that new profile picture, girl. Keep up the good work. You already know. Adrian, I've known Adrian. I've known Adrian since high school, which was only 10 years ago, right, Adrian? Anyway, my man, my man, yo mama. You know, me and this guy, we had some battles back in the day when I was doing the Madden Voice. He was doing his show. We were battling. But, you know, it, came, it, all, it all came to a lot of respect. Uh, this guy is, is, you know, y'all think I can talk trash, which, which I can. Ah, uh, but this dude, I got to admit, I got to admit he's on another level. I'm like Floyd Mayweather, but he's like Ali. Okay, I'll be Floyd Mayweather, even though I'm older. But he's like Ali, the dude, the dude is serious. Check, actually, he did a. Uh, uh, if you check out the the Madden show that's on NFL Network, um, check it out. And they might have it. You might be able to catch it on YouTube or uh, on on the NFL uh, uh, Network site. But I saw it. He did. He did a great job. Um, always repping the Madden community to the fullest. Uh, he's a good dude. Max, DJ Max is out there. Jennifer's out there. My namesake Terrence is out there. All right. Hey, I appreciate all the love from everybody. Harvey just joined. Good to see you, Harvey. And um, if I remember correctly, I got so many Facebook friends. Harvey, my condolences. I think you just lost a loved one. Um, and so my condolences, Harvey. And uh, my homegirl Amy's out there. Amy, when are you coming to hang out? Huh? What's up? What's up? I see you on Facebook. You don't come hang out. All right, enough. Hey, guys, it's been real. Wanted to give everybody some love. Patsy, how you doing? Uh, got to get on to the show now. My troops are waiting. But, hey, roll over to the page. Click on the link. Check out the Madden voice. Even if you're not a huge football fan, we try to entertain anybody, everybody. Come on, check us out. Going to talk football. Going to talk a little Trump. You know, uh, going to talk a little Tony Romo. And that's how we do. Love you guys. Thanks for the support. Ahala. All right. I'm back. Had to give the Facebook crew some love because I can. And uh, that said, let me bring on my boys. We've got K-Star. We've got JB, and we've got Dr. Train. We are back after a two-week absence. I have unmuted all three of you guys. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Yes, sir. What up, brother? Be back. <laughs> what up? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, you know, you know, the funny right. thing is, the funny thing is this. I I wasn't going to come on and give K-Star a hard time. I really wasn't going to. Okay? I really wasn't going to. And then I saw his power rankings. I, and I, then I saw his power rankings. And I said, okay, he's, he's, now he's got it coming. Because he, he, he is inviting the wrath of Commissioner T. He is inviting the wrath of Commissioner T. But we, we, I, I jump way ahead. I jump way ahead. Gentlemen, it's good to have you back. We missed a week last week. Um, uh, you know, as, as I said on the intro, um, we have a, a, a president, a new president-elect, Donald Trump. He won. And uh, January 20th, thereabouts, he will take office and he will be the president of the United States. Now, this isn't a political show, so we're not really going to get too deep into that. But we are going to talk about, and this was Dr. Train's idea, and I thought this was an excellent idea. At some point, we're going to talk about kind of the rumblings that maybe some pro athletes that win championships like NFL um, and, and NBA, uh, will they go to the White House? Or better yet, what we'll discuss is 
should they go to the White House and shake the man, particularly the minority athletes? How would they feel? And do you think uh, that they should go and shake the man of the incoming president? So we're going to talk about that. But let's start at the top of the show. And uh, did you guys get to hear Tony Romo? And I didn't put it on the agenda because I didn't know it was going to happen. But Tony Romo's six-minute press conference, did you guys get to hear it or no? No, I, I missed it. I wanted to, but I was taking care of some, some um, errands. That's I had okay. To do, but That's okay. Well, was, you know what? I heard it, heard it very interesting, though. But you know what, gentlemen? This is what I do. Commissioner T, I aim to please. Sit back, relax, grab your favorite beverage. It's not that long. It's about six minutes. Here we go. Tony Romo, pay attention. Feels like we just did this yesterday. <laughs> First, I uh, really I just came up here to talk to you guys. Uh, I wrote something, I put it together that I really just wanted to read more. I know you have a lot of questions, as uh, you know, many of you have hounded me pretty much daily. Edward or Texas on the hour, but uh, I'm I'm not going to probably uh, get to every. Uh, I'm not going to take any questions, so hopefully I answer most of them with what I'm saying here. And if they, if I don't answer, I'm sure we'll talk in the future. So hopefully we're going to keep it short. I think it's for multiple reasons. One, I think it's in the best interest of our team. Um, but uh, we'll leave it at that. So I'm just going to read this, and hopefully you can just stay with me. I don't think it'll be too long. But I think it does capture the essence a little bit of what uh, – your mindset is throughout all this and our football team and in the situation. So, here we go. Uh, to say the first half of the season has been emotional would be a huge understatement. Um, getting hurt when you feel like you have the best team you've ever had was a soul-crushing moment for me. Then to learn it's not three or four weeks, but ten is another blow. And through it all, you have a tremendous amount of guilt on having let your teammates, fans, and organization down. After all, they were depending on you to bring them a championship. That's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. That's how we're judged. I loved that. I still do. But then here you are, sidelined, without any real ability to help your teammates win on the field. That's when you're forced to come face-to-face -face with what's happening. Seasons are fleeting, games become more precious, chances for success diminish. Your potential successor has arrived, injured two years in a row, and now in the mid-30s. The press is whispering, everyone has doubts, you've spent your career working to get here. Now we have to start all over. You almost feel like an outsider. The coaches are sympathetic, but they still have to coach, and you're not there. It's a dark place probably the darkest it's ever been. You're sad and down and out, and you ask yourself, why did this have to happen? It's in this moment that you find out who you really are and what you're really about. You see, football is a meritocracy. You aren't handed anything. You earn everything, every single day, over and over again. You have to prove it. That's the way that the NFL, that's the way that football works. A great example of this is Dak Prescott and what he's done. He's earned the right to be our quarterback. 
It's hard as that is for me to say, he's earned that right. He's guided our team to an 8-1 and one record, and that's hard to do. If you think for a second that I don't want to be out there, then you've probably never felt the pure ecstasy of competing and winning. That hasn't left me. In fact, it may burn more now than ever. It's not always easy to watch. I think anybody who's been in this position understands that. But it, what is clear is that I was that kid once. Stepping in, having to prove yourself. I remember the feeling like it was yesterday. It really is an incredible time in your life. And if I remember one thing from back then, it's, it's the people that helped me along when I was young. And if I can be that to Dak, you know, I've tried to be, and I will be going forward. I think you all know something magical is happening to our team. I'm not going to allow this situation to negatively affect Dak or this football team by becoming a constant distraction. Um, I, think, uh, I think Dak knows that I have his back, and I think I know that he has mine. Ultimately, it's about the team. It's what we've preached our entire lives. I can remember when I was a kid just starting out and wanting to be a part of something bigger than myself. For every high school kid out there or college player, there's greatness in being the kind of teammate who truly wants to be part of a team. Everyone wants to be the reason they're winning or losing. Every single one of us wants to be that person. But there are special moments that come from a shared commitment to play your role while doing it together. That's what you'll remember. Not your stats or your prestige, but the relationships and the achievement that you created through a group. It's hard to do, but there's great joy in that. And all the while, your desire burns to be the best you've ever been. You can be both. I figured that out in this process. It's what separates sports from everything else. It's why we love it. It's why we trust it. It's why I still want to play and compete. Lastly, I just want to leave you with something I've learned in this process as well. You know, I feel like we all have two battles or two enemies going on. One with the man across from you. The second is with the man inside of you. I think once you control the one inside of you, the one across from you really doesn't matter. And I think that's what we're all trying to do. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. All right, and there you have it, Tony Romo. Uh, I've heard it probably four times. So, <laughs> um, JB, fellow Cowboy fan, your thoughts on Romo's um, press conference? No questions were asked. By the way, he said that you did. It, it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the same impact listening as it does watching. But he literally, he, he you know, that was it, and he walked off. So. Uh, I'm a little confused, and maybe I'm going to be in the minority with what I'm about to say, but it just it feels like something that should have been said for retirement because it sounds like it's not so much a matter of I'm not going to play for the Cowboys anymore. I'm not going to be playing at all. I don't. I'm just I'm just a little confused by the timing of it, the way the speech was worded. Doesn't want to be a distraction. I get all of that, but. Uh, 
what are you trying to accomplish by putting out this, this press conference knowing that basically the inevitable is around the corner just based upon the the, the play of Dak and, and how everything is gone. I'm, I'm kind of in, in the thought process of you never know what the next day is going to bring. So that he might get hurt just like how Romo got hurt. And you got to be be ready and get thrust right back into the spotlight. And I'm sure he'd be right there ready to go. I just I'm not quite sure I understand the need for a, a press conference now, given everything that's taking place. I mean, it's heartfelt. It, I, I I appreciate the sincerity. I just really don't understand the reason why he would do that now and have to have a press conference to, to state what folks already know. Well, I'll help you with that. Um, and I don't think, I think you are in the, I think you're, you're in the very, very, very minority because I don't agree that people knew anything. Um, Jerry Jones has not been clear um, other than to say that, um, you know, uh, this weekend was the first time he kind of said, we're going to ride the hot hand. But previously, Jerry Jones has never come out and said, Dak is our starting quarterback. Those words have not come out of his mouth. I think what Romo was trying to do was to take the pressure off of Dak. Um, the press, as he said, has been hounding him. Um, and I'm, I'm very confident that he did this with the blessing of Jerry Jones to kind of say, okay, let me get out here. I'm not taking any questions. Let me get out here and let them know I support Dak. It's his team and let's move on. He did it on a Tuesday, which is the team's day off. So there's no, there's nobody in the locker room. They're off today. And, um, and again, you know, I know you're just hearing it. So you didn't get a chance to really digest it. I've watched it. Uh, three times. I've heard other people talk about it. Um, he's getting very, very high, high marks for, um, you know, being a team player for supporting Dak and for pretty much just saying, okay, this, this isn't an issue, nothing to see here. This is Dak's team. You're hearing me say it now that this is Dak's team, but at the same time, yeah, he's saying, Hey, I still want to play, you know, which, which is that he should be saying that because, He's not retiring, <laughs> um, you know, so while it may have come across almost like, uh, you know, is he, is he, is he retiring? Um, the people that were there in the room said, oh, no, there was no confusion that it was not a retirement speech. But he's pretty much letting everybody know, OK, yep, I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to take this role now and it's Dak's team. But, hey, you know, after this year, let's see, you know, all bets are off. We'll see. I still want to play football and uh, I have no problem. I think. For this to have been the only statement since August when he, when, he, when he hurt himself, for him to have said through all these weeks, um, I, I, I am 100%. It actually, it actually hurt me a bit because I remember being a little bit older than all of you um, when Roger Staubach retired. You know, you may have seen the, the – um, tapes uh, the, the video on NFL network on any of those shows where he talks about the man in a little funny hat. But I actually saw that live. I actually saw it. CBS showed it live and I was watching it. I was like 12, 13 years old. I remember that. I remember uh, Troy Aikman retiring, you know, and now to see this, which isn't necessarily retirement, but more of a concession, more of a, okay, I get it. And I want everybody to know I get it. Cause I'm not going to be a distraction. There's nothing to see here. We're going to, we're just going to move along and keep playing and I'm going to accept my role. Um, well, it was very difficult for me as a Romo fan and as a cowboy fan to watch. And I, and I commend Tony 
wholeheartedly for um I think let me just let me just say this. I, I think as fans, as analysts, as pundits, we don't get what he's been living since the end of August. And people on the outside can say, well, the team is winning and you should be happy. And yes, on one end of it, he is. But at the same time, when you've worked your entire life to be in this position, to take this team that was built around you to the promised land, to know that in your last 19 games, you're 15 and four, to know that the last full season you played, you were one catch away from the NFC championship game, to, to, to just know what you bring to the table and to have worked so hard at the extra surgery last year and given up golf and given up basketball and, and I, I'm ready to take this team to the promised land this year. And then in your third play from, from scrimmage, you get a broken bone in your back. And then to sit back and then watch your job slowly, and there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. I don't think any of us could ever relate to how that must feel. No matter how happy we can be for Dak, and we can say, oh, it's, it's part of the game, and hey, you got your job the same way. And all, that, man, You know what? That ain't got nothing to do with it. That was 12 years ago. I'm talking today now. You know, so I commend the guy for having the courage and the team spirit to come up and say, yep, this is that team. I got his back. He's got mine. Uh, he's earned the right to be the starting quarterback. Hey, man, I commend the guy for it. I, I you know, I, I want to play the, the, the freaking T.O. That's my quarterback thing. If I could, if I could freaking find it, I want to play it, but I can't find it, so I can't play it yet because I can't find it because there it is. It's my quarterback. There you go. Dr. Train, the man without a quarterback, what do you think of Romo's uh, speech? (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't resist, bro. That's cool, man. That's cool, right? (laughs) I think Romo should be a bear. Well, I I was waiting for that. That's why I asked you. Because I I just knew. I just said, I said, I said, I I said, he's going to say, hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, hey, we hey we could use you. Yeah, we missed on Dak Prescott, but we could use you. You know, for for the next. But but honestly, I'll I'll just I'll keep mine simple. Um, um, I, it takes a lot. I think it takes a lot to do what he just did. Um, considering that no one on that, no one in. Coaching or management has come out and said that Dak Prescott is our is our starting quarterback, and Romo, you know, can and and so less of amount of words, Romo can only get his job back, you know, if if Dak is injured. No one has said that, and which means that uh, me, I was thinking that as soon as he got fully healthy, he'd be getting his job back. But this, this is. Um, it's, it's a big deal for you to put your your pride to the side and just be like the team is eight and one, eight no since the since the loss the first loss since the loss of the first game, and 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 they're rolling and and they're winning all kind of ways. They're winning when they're when they're ahead. They're winning when they're coming from behind. They're winning tight breaks, the tight games. It's you you can't you can't have any any forms when when your team is. It's winning, but that's that's a lot of pride pushed to the side 
be like, yeah, he deserves to be the starting quarterback for this team. Especially the yeah. team that he's been on and has worked so hard to get to this to get to this point. Yeah. As it. Yeah. K Star. Cowboy hater number one over there. No, I'm not a hater. I'm just a realist. And um, speaking of that, it sounded like a concession speech, letting uh, Dak Prescott be the new face of the Cowboys franchise. That's what it sounded like to me. He still wants to play. Um, He actually, you know, said that, if anything, that fire burns now more than ever. So, um, Jay, I disagree with that. It sounded like a retirement speech. It just sounded like it was passing the torch uh, to a new and certainly legitimate, you know, face of the franchise and, and quarterback for the Cowboys and, and Dak Prescott. Um, Tony Romo's a class act. He's a great player. And, and you know, he his, his potential a couple, two or three years left, he's not <clears> – <throat> he, he seems to be like a guy who's, who's going to play elsewhere and hopefully go to a contender. Um, but, yeah, I'm sure, that was, I'm sure that was tough for the Cowboys fans because, um, obviously, you guys – but mostly, I've been pretty loyal to to Romo, and for good reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that last part. I don't know. I mean, people have people, cowboy fans have short memories. You know, they go with what's shiny and what's what's you know what's most recent. I mean, me and Jay are loyal, and there's there's others that are loyal, but. There's so many fans out there that just jump on the bandwagon, and I'd say 75, 80% of Cowboy fans have just kind of forgotten about Romo. They're riding the Dak train, and, you know, yeah, whatever. And, um, you know, if something were – if something – What's that? Good team Prescott. Yeah. Um, and if something were to happen to Prescott – you know, and Romo comes in and saves the day. I want, I want to see what all these so-called fans say then, because, um, you know, the one thing I will say is when you get past the emotion of everything, um, the Cowboys are in the best quarterback position in the NFL right now. I mean, the best, <laughs> you know, and, and a year ago to think that we would be in this position right now compared to where we were a year ago where we didn't even have one healthy quarterback on the roster. I mean, even when Tony came back in, he was still injured, <laughs> obviously, because went right back out. Um, and, and, you know, well, let me not say, we did not have one healthy, good quarterback on the roster last year. Um, and now to have two that are completely healthy and uh, obviously, you know, we see what Dak has done in nine games and we know what Tony's capable of. I mean, they're in they're in a very good position right now. Um, even better position than Denver was, you know, if you think about it, because um, you know Manning, you know, at the late stage of his career, we know that he wasn't the same Manning he was even two years previous. We know that, even though he still his brain was still sharp, but physically he couldn't throw and do make the same passes. Um, that he could do even two years ago. So, and, and, you know, we see what Brock, Brock, Brock Osweiler has done down in Houston. So, I mean, Dallas is in a, they're in the best position of any team quarterback wise in the league right now. So once you get past the emotion, you have to like that situation that you, 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 you know, you, you've got two quarterbacks that you think could take you to the promised land. Um, and you got to appreciate that. So JB, did you want to come back around and add anything else after hearing our comments? Are you good? No, I'm going to add a little bit. And, and, and for starters, don't 
get what I'm saying wrong. It's not that I don't appreciate his candor. Like I said, I, he was sincere, and I do appreciate that. It's just if, if it's from the standpoint of wanting to clear the air to make sure everybody knows this is Zach's team, I get that. And, and I got that from the beginning. I just, I'm not 100% sure press conference was needed. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Um, but what else is he really supposed to say? And, and I think reading between the lines throughout the course of the, especially the last, probably the last month, maybe the last three weeks, you can see Jerry Jones kind of changing his stance. You can, you can hear differences from what he was saying in the beginning of the year. And then the, the one that makes me feel as though this was pretty much inevitable was hearing Jerry say, I think it was about a week to 10 days ago, saying that Tony's going to do what's best for the team. When I heard that, that kind of sent up some flags for me that, you know what, this may not be Tony's team anymore. It may actually truly be Dak's team. So that's why I'm not 100% surprised by what's taking place. I'm just not 100% sure that a press conference was needed. I, I commend Romo for being up there because you're right. All of you are right. It takes a lot to, to go up there and basically bear your soul in front of everybody for something that you've worked so hard for for 10, 12 years. So I, I get it and I appreciate it. I just don't know if, if a press conference was needed because I don't know what else what else is he supposed to say. Is he supposed to say, no, I'm not a team player. I want my spot back. Well, no, he, he is a consummate professional, and he's going to do what's best for the team. Yeah, but you got to give – you're giving him credit, and then you're taking it away at the same time. Just yeah, because we – just yeah, I mean, just because he's a professional doesn't mean he's actually going to get up there and say the right thing. Look at Cam Newton. You know, there's a lot of times that we assume that players are going to get up there and say the right thing, and then they get up there, and it's like, holy shit. Um, so, you know, let, let's let's not take the credit away. Second thing is um, – we're not in the locker room. We're not on the field. We're not there. Every day, the press is hounding Jerry, Steven, Garrett, Dak about Romo, about Prescott. It's daily. It's constant. No matter what, it's constant. And Tony has stayed out of the mix to not be a distraction. Well, staying out of it has now become a distraction because the press is saying, well, what does Tony think about this? How does Tony feel about it? Tony is going to be suiting up, supposedly, that's the word now, against the Ravens. You know, should Dak be looking over his shoulder? Is, is Tony campaigning quietly to get his job? There's all this scuttlebutt because you have the boneheads like the Skip Baylesses of the world that think they know everything. And so I 100% think that Tony himself had to come out and clear the air. Let me come out six minutes I'm not taking any questions. This ain't, this ain't that kind of party. This isn't my team anymore. So I'm not going to take questions like I'm the head of this team. I'm going to make my statement, and then I'm out of here. And my statement should address all of your questions. And now I'm gone. I'm going back behind the scenes now. I'm going to go back. I'm, I may have shoulder pads on, but I'm going to be holding a clipboard and a headset on Sunday. I've got nothing else to say. I, I think it ha- he had to do it. He, it, it just, for this team to continue to play, particularly now with two games coming up in five days, Right, you got Sunday and you got Thanksgiving, right? And and both uh, home games, but you got the Ravens and then you got the Redskins, right? 
So neither you, you, both teams playing pretty well. So I think I personally think he had he had to come here and put this to rest. Sure, it's going to be talked about for the next couple of days, but then that's it. He answered all the questions. Yeah, and, and from that perspective, then then I'm good. From that perspective, I'm good. But let's back up. I'm not taking credit away from him. Maybe I just hold him to a higher standard than Cam Newton. Maybe y'all are just mistaken where I'm coming from. But if that's what he's trying to do because of what's taking place, then, hey, I'm good with it. Then then, 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 then you convince me, and I'm straight. Yeah, and holding him to, I hold him to a high level, too. That's why I give him credit for doing what he did well, because there was no doubt in my mind. Matter of fact, I, and I'll let Train jump in here, but matter of fact, I knew he was going to be gracious. I didn't know he was going to be so real, though, and really share that this has not been easy. That pleasantly surprised me because that's honest. Like, hey, I'm on this team and I'm supporting Dak, but y'all know this shit is hard, you know? Like, and that's okay. Yeah, I said that too. I appreciate the sincerity. You can tell it's hard. I didn't realize he would get that real with it, you know. And you and make make get get a chance. Go watch it because you're hearing it. You got to watch. You got to watch it to really feel it. Trent, you were jumping in. Yeah, all I was gonna say in reference to reference to JB taking giving credit and, and taking play was when you say the statement. Oh well, what is he supposed to say? Well, he could say nothing. He doesn't have to get up there and address. It. And I think that's the main reason why you have to give him credit, because he didn't have to do that. So when you say something like, well, what is he supposed to say? Nothing. It's not, it's not his decision to make. The coaches should be the ones up there making that decision. He shouldn't have to get up there to say anything. They can say who they, who they want their starter to be. But he did it, which makes it look, you know, like a person truly just pushed their side, pushed their pride aside. Like you swallowed a lot while you talked too. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a positive. Yeah, I was I was wondering if he was gonna like you know if tears were gonna you know come down, but um you know did, didn't did that didn't happen, but it wouldn't have surprised me because it's tough. It's tough. So, all right, good, good. Um, I'm gonna cry. Hey, I'm gonna cry when Jay covered. Yeah, you gonna cry? All right, you gonna cry in happiness. Kids enjoy. Oh my God! Yeah, I never heard nothing about him. He didn't pick me up. I had to pick him up on waivers because my main quarterback was on the side, and nobody else was truly available. So I had the man. Don't let move on. Oh, I'm so sick of him. All them folks talked about how Jay Cutler was back from his injury, and, and he's going to be the savior and whatnot. Jay Cutler did nothing but show everybody this is truly Jay Cutler. Come out there and be just good enough to make your hopes come up on edge and then show you truly the quarterback that he really is. I don't even get me hey, sorry. Hey, which this, might for, the you... this, may not, this might not be the best analogy for the show, but I promise you it's like getting a hard on and not getting it. <laughs> I'm so glad I rated I, 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 I'm so glad I rated the show R. Um, which league, JB, the EFL league or the other league? Um, I don't even remember. I got to go back and check. I think it was. Uh, I was um, gonna say, cause, cause uh, I got Matt Ryan in, on my bench in the EAFL league. No one's even tried to get him from me. I'm so shocked. Nobody. I get no offers for him. I got Drew Brees and I got Matt Ryan, and I'm like, I'm waiting on someone to say, "Yo, I'll trade you for Matt Ryan," and no one even tried. Kind of surprised, but anyway. 
Um, it, it, it actually was. It, it, it is ESA, EAFL, and they probably didn't want to part with anything. That's why I didn't hear anything. Yeah, I guess. But damn, Matt, yeah, dude, he got he got more points than Drew. You know you can make offers, too. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, man, it, this ain't my year. I done told y'all that already, okay? We done already covered that, okay? I don't have the time. I just, I'm, I'm doing the best I can, you know, last minute, trying to get lineups in, make sure I ain't giving up no points, but this ain't my year, okay? I concede. I have conceded, and I sent you an email, Dr. Train, so I could send you the money. I'm, I'm just giving it away, but that's okay. I said, which email do I send the money <laughs> to Yahoo, and you never responded. Oh, okay. If you're going to ask for money, take it from the banker. If you're gonna ask for money, you gotta put all the information in there so you can get paid, bro. Well, you, but the information is in the you know what? That's not too good on joke if I could say that. <laughs> nah, but you sent an email saying stuff. don't forget to send the money. <laughs> in that email, put in the email address so we can do it right on the spot. Oh. I gotta go hunting for it, man. You, you know, that's all I'm saying. So send me the email address <laughs> before I, I before I go it on sticker. Drowning my, drowning my, my fantasy football stars. Anyway, um, we got to get case. I, I one ask, yeah, go yeah, ahead. I was going to say, see, uh, I, I would trade you for, for, for the quarterback, but, you know, I got I got the overrated big fans, like, not doing what he did. <laughs> <don't> do <laughs> so right, yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> I'm going to do power rankings till later, but I can't wait. I, I, I can, I mean, Case, listen, let's guys. You didn't see this, okay? You didn't see this, but um, K Star has the Patriots number one and the Cowboys number wow. two. Wow. Okay. K Star really. Now, mm. I, I, I think conversation. We we've had this conversation about football and tech. Okay. How the hell? How the hell can you justify the Patriots? At number one, and you got the Seahawks at number three. Well, there, there's the justification, right? If I have the Seahawks at number three, who the Patriots just lost to in a goal line stand, then yeah, it's not going to really drop them down from that one spot for me. Furthermore, oh, wow. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't look at it, the the season, and and when I do my power rankings and say, all right, to this point. This is where they're at. I'm saying to this point, this is where they're at, and this is where I think ultimately they'll be. So, I mean, complain about the Cowboys at number two. Honestly, I wish it was. I wanted to put one A, one B, because they're really honestly interchangeable. However, I'm gonna go with the team that has Tom Brady and, and Bill Belichick, and favor them slightly over the team with the rookie quarterback who's playing terrific. That's it. And also, because wait, 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 this already. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me just ask you why. I'm explaining why. Let me, let me finish. I want you to get the whole thing out. Let him finish, and then we can all just raid on the parade. But no, let him get it all out. Well, I wanted to ask a clarifying <laughs> question, and then, then he can finish. But I just make sure I heard him correctly. Did you rank? Did you say I ranked not where they are, but where they're going to be? Were those your words? I look at both factors, yeah. I look at, all right, this is what they've done lately. This is what <clears throat> they should project out to be. Because the question I'm looking is at the just, best teams. But just so you know, the way we've always done it is we, that's why no, we no, 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 <clears throat> no. That's but, the way you guys do but, it. I always disagree with that approach. Okay, finish, finish what you were going to say. So uh, another factor was looking at the division. Looking at uh, Cowboys' record, I mean, they've lost to the Giants. 
at, at six and three. Whereas the the Patriots, while they have a division loss, that was you know with with a third string quarterback. Additionally to that, the Patriots are so far ahead of their division relative to the Cowboys. I mean that division isn't hasn't been called quite yet for for the NFC East. Now I still think Dallas definitely going to win it. But I mean they got some some pretty uh, pretty good competition between the Giants who um, again knock them off week one and then the Redskins who are also coming up and the Eagles so they got just a tough ass division. Now, lastly, the Patriots have a better conference record than the Cowboys do, right? And it, you know it's not a fault of the Cowboys they played more non-conference games, but the way the tiebreakers work out that that's in their favor. And <clears throat> looking at we, – we all know, again, what the Patriots do on offense. We know what the Cowboys do on offense. One, um, just strangle holds the, the game and, and runs the rock as effectively as they can. And the other is kind of game plan, game plan contingent where they mix it up. Um, and I think the Patriots have an edge there too because, again, when you have Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, that's going to put you over the top. I got to ask another clarifying question. You said conference record based on tiebreakers. What, what tie are we breaking? That's how they rank them in tiebreakers. Okay, when there's a tie, right? You said tiebreakers. So what tie are we breaking where you're looking at conference records? That is a variable in which it's, is, is weighted over some of the others. Therefore, uh, no, I, you, I, I, it should be I'm in the consideration. To, I'm trying to understand your methodology before I rip it to shreds. You said conference <laughs> record is a methodology for tiebreakers. Okay, so what tie are we breaking? It's an easy question. Where's the tie that you're breaking where you then went to, went to conference record? Well, they go to division. If first of all, there hasn't been a tie yet for the Cowboys or the Patriots. But <laughs> if there, if, so, so if there were within – if they – hold on. If, there were, if there's a tie within a division, it goes to the division record. No right? Not you're, you're yet. Breaking, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily have to be – it doesn't necessarily have to be a tie. It could be if all teams are lumped up in the same – Time in the division between however many there are, then they go to division records and then if go to conference records. They were in the record. same division. The Cowboys would be winning the division. So why would you go to a tiebreaker when there's no tie? If they were both eight and one or seven and two, then I could see you saying, okay, they have the same record, so I'm gonna go to conference record or something. But they don't. The Cowboys have them by a game. So can, let me ask I, you this. I, let me ask one other question. Are you just bitter because your team lost? Is that really what this is all about? I mean, I'm pretty bitter about that. I'm not going to lie. And is that why you picked what? the Patriots over the Cowboys? No, because, because your team no, 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 because no, 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 because I, because I think the Patriots really are a better team than the Cowboys. I mean, it ain't got nothing to do, I don't, it ain't got nothing to do with the fact okay. that your team just lost. Uh, I'm not saying that might not. I'm not saying there might be oh. a little bit of bias in that. A little bit. Uh, there might be some, but I, I'm simply saying that the Patriots and Cowboys were a play today. I, I would still slightly prefer the Patriots. But that ain't and the question you know either. What, that, well, let, let me ask this, T. Just, just, just let me throw, this, throw this one question in there, and it's just, it's real simple. Steelers were 8-1. and one. Would you put them number two on this list? Oh, I don't know. We're not 8-1. Depends how we're yeah, playing on I both figured, sides of the ball. I figured you say something like that. I it depends on like playing that. on both sides of the ball. I mean, I have a lot of respect for really? the Patriots. Clearly, Dude, clearly that's not shared. That's clearly that's not a shared no sentiment. Way if we have, have them sitting at number two, there is no I, way you would put your team at number two I mean, if they were eight one. If they had the best record in the league at this point, 
Really? You gonna sit here and let that come out your mouth? That's nasty. It's, 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 it's like eating, it's like eating your own vomit. I mean, hey man. Hey man. I respect the way you do. Don't even trip because this whole thing is crazy. You you just said yourself about five minutes ago. You you talk about where they are now and where you project them to be. But you got Seattle at number three, a team that's obviously yeah. getting stronger for defense. You got a team that went into New England on Sunday night and beat New England on their home turf. But you've got them number three. Number yeah, three. Yeah, pretty high, I isn't it? See uh, pretty low. I pushed them how, up to how, two. How, no, 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 because the Cowboys still have a couple wins advantage over 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 Seattle. They beat Bill, Bill Belichick. They beat his boy Brady on the road. Got yeah, very Kansas. impressive. That's why they're number three, and why the Patriots did not fall. Projecting forward to where they're going to be, their ceiling is getting higher and higher and higher. And then they have the Cowboys not at number one. And that's a strange one, too. Like, like she said, they got the best record in the entire NFL. They've got the most competitive division in the NFL. All four teams above 500. You can't find another division out there. All four teams are at 500. Right. Well, you can't find another division this week where all four teams in the division exactly. won. They are in a competitive division. And, but you still go push them down to number yes. two and have to win at one. Yeah, that's, yeah because if, here's if why. I'm, if all I'm right. myself with what I talked about, if I'm in a minority with what I talked about with Roma's press conference, then you sir, you all by your lonesome. Population one. Yeah, and that's fine. I'll be I'll be waving the Bill Belichick, Tom Brady flag over the uh, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott all day because here's the thing: you talk about their division, and yeah, that's baked into it. They play three division games. They're two and one. Patriots three division games, two and one. One, however, was with their third string QB. Not really too concerned about that. So yeah, I mean they have some K-Star, tough opponents K-Star, coming K-Star. up. They haven't played K-Star, them yet. K star, K star, K star, K star. K star. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. K star, listen. You know, we've been doing this show a long time, okay? You've had a couple of stints on this show, all right? So, so I know you really well when it comes to football, when it comes to your position on things. You went and bloviated about America's team, and then America's team went in to, to Heinz Field and smacked your team around, okay? You came out with they your quarterback. Them. They didn't smack them around. Stop. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm talking now. I'll let you talk. That's my turn. We went into, your, went, in, went into your field, smacked your team around, okay? Your quarterback is great. Your running back is great. Your wide receiver is great. Your coach, I'm beginning to question a little bit now. I love him, but I don't know now. I'm starting to look at him a little funny now. But, but, but I'm not off his bandwagon yet. But, but what, what I'm saying is this, man. You've got to come to terms with the fact that all that other crap you just spewed was you justifying what you know in your heart is the dumbest ranking you've ever submitted on this show. You know it. I know it. Train knows it. JP knows it. You know in your heart that the Cowboys are the best team in the NFL right now. And I want to hear this Bill Belichick, Tom Brady garbage. There's a lot of quarterback. I mean, we could say Ben and Tomlin on paper is a better duo, except Dallas just went in there and beat them. We could say that Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll on paper is a better duo, duo, except you just said the Cowboys are up on them by two games. So, you know, you're justifying what you know in your heart is a ridiculous ranking because it hurts that your team lost in a game that they had chances to win. Okay? I know it, and you know it. I wouldn't have been as hurt because I knew we had one to give. 
I said, you know what? When we were, when when y'all scored that touchdown, and we got the ball, I said, you know what? Dak may pull this one out, or he may not. I'm okay because we got one up. We got one to give. This is a tough team. They fight, and man, did y'all fight! I mean, let's put all. Let's just talk about it for a minute as football fans. That's the game of the year right there. With no disrespect to Seattle and New England, which was a great game in itself, that's the game of the year right there. Period. End of discussion. It might be one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Okay? Hell of a game. And that's the darling of the winner. Yeah. That's been a good game no matter what. But that said, bruh, come on, man. Come come around. Come to the light. We still we still friends. We still brothers. You know, yeah, you know. (laughs) And just, just, just say, just admit, yeah, you know what? The loss hurt. I couldn't, I couldn't in my heart after losing to the Cowboys, then turn around and say they're the best team in the NFL. I, I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Just admit it. It's okay. Come on. We'll, we'll wait for you. Go ahead. Just admit it. Come on. I mean, I, di- I didn't do it, did I? No, you didn't, but I want you to admit that you didn't do it, and that restores your football integrity because we know that's oh, really what's going on. Oh, please. Come on, we know that. Come on, come on. Because because if that's not the case, then then we're back to Cam Newton going to the Hall of Fame and all the other ridiculous things you said. Yeah, the show. and Big Ben being the top five QB and Le'Veon Bell being the best and so on and so forth. Well, I don't know. There's another guy I, in that. There's another guy on that field that looked pretty good uh, Sunday afternoon. So I, I would I would challenge your best right now. Um, there's another guy on that field that looked pretty good. I'd say. What do you say? There's another quarterback on that field looks pretty good too. So that old line looks pretty good. <laughs> okay, we had the same old line last year and what happened? Y'all gotta stop no, doing I mean, that. Pretty... Y'all gotta stop making excuses. No, no, when no, 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 no. It's not an excuse. That all line team. is tremendous. The same old line from last year. Yeah, exactly. and then they barely bad and had like twelve hundred yards rushing. Okay, and how did you get behind that old line? And how did the quarterback get behind that old line? The quarterback last was incompetent. He was terrible. Oh, oh. Brandon Whedon, number wow. one draft pick. Yeah, Kellen Brandon Moore Williams is an awful player. Hey, look, it's all right. <laughs> is anyone disagree with that can't, statement? You can't. You can't take. A, you can't take anything away from. Uh, from, from Zeke, dude. Anything, but you can't. But you can't take. You can't take anything away from Zeke because you. It's, it's a direct comparison to last year. And regardless of who's at quarter at quarterback, yeah, didn't a whole lot of people still respect that, and they still. They still, the teams that play Dak still see Dak as a rookie. Let's confuse the rookie. So how else do how else do you confuse, confuse the rookie? You put pressure on him, but by trying to stop the run. Teams have been unable, unable, unable to. And yes, and yes, it's, yes, it's always they, they had they had a good offensive line last year. But when people put pressure on the quarterback, they could, still couldn't run the ball as well as this year. That running back is making a difference. Damn that, man. It, yeah, they, they didn't do as well last year because they had no one had to respect the passing game ever at any point. There was there was no quarterback on the field point. last year. Dallas With the same, well, so, was, so then you can't so you can't just give the so, offensive line all the credit I'm not, because why, there's why quarterback you guys back acting there. Acting like complimenting the Cowboys' offensive line is a slight to the team when. That's what no, you're doing uh, Jerry Jones and then no, built no, no, up the no, team no. to be or built around with the Cowboys off the line. Because, because you try to be slick by complimenting him and taking away what, what, what uh, Dak is doing. You're not complimenting them as a team. You're saying, well, of course, of course he's doing it. Look at his offensive line. And I'm saying, no, it's That's not, not of course. Said. 
That's that's not what I said. I never said of course. Actually, I've been giving Dak credit all season. Listen, listen. You can try to Jedi mind trick with your minions on Facebook that you debate with, okay? But you can't do that on this show. I know what you were saying. I know what you meant. We've been doing this a long time. Don't play, don't play those games here. We know exa- I know exactly what you meant. You were trying to diminish Dak's performance because of the offensive line. That's what you were doing, okay? And all I'm saying is it's the same line from last year. The team was 4-12. and 12. We had three quarterbacks that couldn't get it done. One was a fucking number one draft pick. First round number one yeah, pick. Sucks. Yeah, I know he sucks, but he didn't. no one knew that at that time when he was drafted. Oh. And so now we got a fourth round draft pick. Lighten it up. Give the man his due. Give the team his due. Stop Hold being on. such a Hold hater. On. I've, never, I've never been against Dak at all at any point of the season. If anything, that's why it was more towards Zeke over Le'Veon because I think that's ridiculous. But, I mean, right hey. Ridiculous. Career-wise, okay, Zeke's just getting started. I, 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 I ain't going to argue that. Le'Veon's got some, got some uh, time and grade that Zeke doesn't have yet. But if you're looking at just this season, yeah, Zeke is playing my as good thing, as back in the NFL right now. My thing is when you say look at the offensive line, it's like you talk like, well, this is expected, look at their offensive line. But it wasn't because it's two no, rookies it's what the Cowboys at, two, it's what, at two very – it, 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 I don't. I don't. I. I think even there. I think even they might be a little bit, little bit surprised. No, a lot that's surprised. Drafted, that's, that's why they drafted Zeke Elliott okay. over Jalen Ramsey. The Cowboys were right to do okay. that. They got so, so they drafted. So they drafted Prescott, thinking that that he was going uh, no, to uh, take said. over Romo yeah. as a rookie and play as well as he's playing. That's not what I said. So why are we trying to change the conversation? What, what, but because you, you're you're taking my my point away. My my point was. You're saying let's oh, let's give all uh, oh, this offensive line, but that's like saying it's ex- it's expected. And what I'm saying is they didn't expect two rookies to come in and play as well as they're playing. No, they expected a dominant run game and good quarterback play from Romo. The Romo thing obviously didn't work itself out through injury. And Dak surprised everyone, and Dak is on top of the world right now. And I've been on record as saying that Dak should be the starter uh, as of a few weeks ago because – he is absolutely terrific scheme-wise with what they do with the run game as well. You know, coming out shotgun, spread, spreading the offense. I mean, there could be a threat of a QB read option. Anyway, the point is I've been on, you know, I've been giving Dak credit all season. Not even hating the guy. He played awesome. I wasn't surprised by how he played. But also, I don't think it's a takeaway saying that that offensive line, acknowledging that offensive line is really special as well. Of course, that's it the was foundation. built to be special. It was built course, to be special. The they they yeah, well, but that, that's, I mean, but that's Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Jason Garrett, trying to replicate what they did in the 90s by building a stout offensive line, a solid run game, and a quarterback that can get the ball downfield. That's really all yeah. this is. And, and that's what they've been able to do. So, so, again, to go back to the very beginning of, of the discussion is, um, you know, I understand that your team is four and five and you guys are in trouble right now. You know, now you're in a division that you're only one game out, but at a four and five record, statistically, you have a 14% chance of going to the playoffs. Now, if there's any team that can overcome those odds, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, you know, with a four-game losing streak, yeah, I get it, man. It sucked. It hurt. And then you went bloviating about how Pittsburgh is really America's team. I don't know where the hell you got that idea from, but we took care of that, slapped that right out your mouth. Um, I get it. It hurts. <laughs> Hey, man, we got more Hall of Famers and Marines. 
what, yeah, what okay. and, and, and we're four billion dollar franchise. All right, man, we got more on the field than you guys do currently. So currently. Listen. Listen, I mean the thing is but, look, yeah, but, the, the American, that was me having fun. That was me having the fun with the game. Because honestly guys, I wish the Cowboys and Steelers could play once a year. I really do. That no, the you NFL don't. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, the yeah, NFL well, had enjoyed its highest rated game in five seasons. That, that's what I'm still stuck on. We can talk about Cowboys and, and Steelers and how many uh, Hall of Famers they got and how many rings this, that, and third, and all that. How in the blue hell are you going to have the Patriots still number one, Cowboys two, and Seahawks three is beyond me? Hey, man, I'll put it like this. When I was doing this, I was trying to find reasons to put the Patriots with the Cowboys. I'm not lie. There you go. He admits it. All right. I already knew that was the case. I already knew that. Hey, was initially, the case. I had the Cowboys for one, but I was just, I just, I was just, just I like it. Do it. Yeah. There it is. That's what I'm talking about, man. Truth will set you free. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> no. Now we don't have two confessions. We don't have two concession speeches tonight. Tony and and Case. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Man, all, right. all seriousness, I really do sincerely wish that they played more than once every four years. I mean, nah, again, I the NFL apparently had it. I don't think you do that. But I think it, it's more special this way. You can't do it every yeah. year. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I look at, I look, I look at, I look at like baseball and how many times the Red Sox and the Yankees play now. It's not even special anymore. They play 19 times a year now. It ain't special yeah. anymore. You know? I, I think, I think, got, it's, it's a special rivalry. No other teams have played each other three times in the Super Bowl, okay? And so it's a special rivalry that no one could understand except us, okay? I mean, maybe Train could understand it with his, with his Bears and the Packers kind of thing, you know? It, that's, it's a special – but that's a division. This ain't even division. It's a special rivalry, and I think if you play it too much, it loses its, its attraction. And I, I think that kind of game – you know, that's a playoff game atmosphere that we had yep. regardless of records, regardless of, you know what I mean? It, it was it was insane. Yeah. It was insane. It was a great game. I mean, honestly, all, all joking aside, it was a great game. Um, you know, yep. I, I, am, I am not a Steeler fan by any stretch of the imagination, but unlike you, I've got football integrity. I respect Big Ben. The man's the real deal. I respect Le'Veon Bell. He's the real deal. I already told you, Antonio uh, Brown, for my money, even though maybe the numbers ain't quite there, I still say he's the best in the game for my money right now. Um, you know, and, and I'm just glad the Cowboys went in and, and did what they had to do. You know, I think the Cowboys are on a special ride right now. And um, I said I would put Romo as a starter, and I meant it, and I stick by it. But I understand. I understand. I'm totally fine with the decision for stat, for Dak to stick as the starter. It's the right decision. Um you know, you can't you can't break up the chemistry at this point. Eight in a row. They haven't done this since 1977. I mean, you, you, you can't. So, um, let's switch over to another topic that I thought was pretty intriguing. Dr. Train brought this one up, um, and I'm going to have him lead it off. But, you know, whether we like it or not, Donald Trump has won the election, and um, he's going to be the 45th president of the United States of America. And, you know, we've seen, uh, you know, it's been a very interesting year and a half. And when I thought it was over, it's not. 
you know, there's been rioting, there's been protests, not my president, um, you know, there, there's controversy. Uh, I mean, I, you know, this is not a political show, but, um, you know, there's still controversy in, in you know, he, he's naming the guy from Breitbart as his uh, chief strategist. There's controversy there. Um, he's already backing away from some of the things he's promised. He's already kind of soft-stepping as far as universal health care. And, 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 you know, so it's going to be very interesting when he actually gets in the office what happens. But with that said, there have been several pro athletes that have kind of said and implied that, you know, maybe if their teams won the championship and they were invited to the White House, they wouldn't go. And uh, Dr. Train, I want I want your thoughts on those players, uh, minorities, as you specified, that would feel justified to not go to see President Trump should they win a championship. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Your thoughts, Dr. Train. So before I, I answer that to you, I, I want to say for all four of us, please, for this topic, let's stay on the question at hand. It is very easy to derail on this particular topic, very easy. So I'm just going to lead by example and just stay purely with the question. When I when I thought of it, you know, it was just like you you heard all this stuff that this, that this man said before he got in office. And I mean all of the negative stuff. I mean the disrespect that he showed several races, several genders of people. And it, it it's like, you know, how do you how do you bring yourself to support that person knowing he's about to be the president? Uh, of the country, and from the and from the athlete's perspective, you know, they they they're, they're going to get an opportunity to to whoever wins the championship, they're going to get an opportunity to go. So you look, you know, and particularly for the minority athletes, they're, you know, he says some really <laughs> disrespectful things in reference to minority. So how do you bring yourself to go? So I have like two views two views to this. On on one end, it's it's like, um, man, should I just just follow what what my hate is 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 telling me and just and just not because we've had we've had instances where we had when um, let's take the '85 Bears for example, when Obama got in office, the '85 Bears didn't go didn't go see the see the president during the year they won. I, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I know. Something was happening. I wasn't a fan at that time, but they didn't visit the president. So when Obama got in office, he invited all those who were still alive and, and well from that from that team to come to come visit to come to the president's uh, come to the White House. Some of them chose not to come because of their political views. These were their words. Okay, just recently, Patriots won, and. Uh, Tom Brady claimed schedule conflict. <laughs> That's about as bad as his story for the play the ball. We <laughs> 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 just keep it moving. So it's like if 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 it, 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 I, I would say this to say it's definitely their prerogative that if they choose not to go. But my, but when I think about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I heard it on the shows. It's like, 
do you do you precipitate hate by not going? I mean, do you because on one end, if you if you if you don't go, yeah, there's going to be a, a large group of minorities like yeah, backing you, you know. But what are you really representing by not going? What are you what are you saying? And it's truly a prerogative not to go, but what kind of example are you are you leaving? And when I decided to send this in to you, T, my thought was like, is it really a good idea just not just not to go? I mean, is it would it be would it be stronger to just you know, this is our president. We did a great thing as a team and this is one of the rewards you get as a team by being able to go visit the White House and and, and shake the hand of the of, of the president. So, 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 I, I can't well, say, yeah. But do you have a position? And that's the thing. That's what I was about to say. I don't know that I necessarily have a position because I'm honestly torn between the two. Because on okay. one end, I'm just like, yeah, if they didn't go, I'd be like, yeah. But on the other end, I'm like. What kind of example do you want to do you want to leave? And and honestly, I'm leaning towards the I want to leave a better example. I wanna I wanna push my pride to the side and just you know show my people that we're better. We're better than he is as an individual. Okay. Okay. Um, K Star. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know what? I mean, I'm not going to tell anyone how to feel or, or what to do there. I think that should be how it's always been. You choose to go if you want to go. If you don't want to go, don't go. It's that simple. It could be for whatever reason, if it's political, you know, socially, whatever it is, that's up to the player. Or, or maybe the team will talk about it. I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, that's up to the player and the individual and their reasons. And um, I don't think there's a whole lot much else to add to that. Okay. JB? Uh, I find myself in the same boat as Dr. Train, extremely torn between the, the two extremes. Uh, uh, one side of the equation, yeah, I, w- I would like to go based uh, on the experience based upon the fact that this is Cowboys or the New England Patriots 
or the Seattle Seahawks um, or whatever team that is favored to get in there and win the Super Bowl. The guy gets inaugurated the middle of middle two thirds into January. The Super Bowl is the first week in February, first weekend in February. I don't even remember when they go to the White House. I ain't going. Um, you know, it's too quick for me. He has he has not earned my respect on that level. I will respect the position and give him a chance as president of this country, and I will watch what he does, and I'll respect the position. But my time, what I choose to do for myself, oh, hell no, because I would be being disingenuous. I would be being phony, and I am not phony. I'm not going to go and pretend that I respect you, and I'm not going to go with a facade of I'm here to respect the office. No, not under those circumstances where I where I have a choice. No, I mean, and and again, you're right, Shane. This can get very derailed, but there are things that are, are documented that he has done and has said that I that I can't let go of. And while I can accept the fact that he won the election and he's the pres going to be the president, and I'm going to sit back and watch him as the president govern this nation. And that's what I'll do. And if he does a good job, I will give him. I'll give him his props. If he does a crappy job, I'll call him out. But when you tell me now that that because I achieve excellence in sports, that my reward is to go and shake his hand, that's not a reward to me. That's a punishment. I don't want to shake his hand. He's not my friend. I, I just I don't want to do, it. and I won't. So for me, I'm sorry. And I think. While I appreciate all you guys' opinions, and we all that's all we have at the end of the day is opinions, um, I think for me as a superstar athlete, it sends a stronger message to him that I'm holding you accountable for what you said. And you're not pulling the wool over my eyes, and you're not snowballing me, and I'm not going to play this game with you. I don't like what you said. I don't like what you represented. And until I see something different, now, a year later, I win the Super Bowl, I win the NBA championship, and I see things that may show that he's a man of his word, that he's doing things for minorities, he's doing things for disadvantaged people, he's really leading America like he said he was going to do, maybe I change my mind. Maybe I say, okay, guy's doing some things I didn't expect, give him the benefit of the doubt. But until I see it, no, not at all, no. So that's how I feel, and that's that's that. So good, good, good question, though, Train. Valid question. Um, I I would hope, you know, that the leaders that represent the underserved populations can get some time with the president-elect or the president, depending on the timing whether it's before or after the inauguration, and sit down. And it, it don't have to be in front of the cameras because in front of the cameras, he don't let nobody talk. Um, so it could be one-on-one. -on -one. But, you know, it would be it would be great if Reverend Al, for instance, um, I don't care what anybody wants to say about his past, it's a smart brother right there, can go and sit down with him and explain to him the impact of his words and his actions and what you've done to millions of people. Now that you're leading now, I want you to understand that, you know, 
or um, you know what you've what you've said about women, you know what you've said about you know uh, uh, Muslims and Mexicans and and you know just listen. We're not saying you're stupid, but do you really, do you truly in your heart understand? Maybe you got caught up in the moment. Maybe you didn't mean it. I, I don't know. I'm not going to get in your heart. That's not my job. I'm going to tell you what you said. I'm going to remind you what you said. I'm going to play it back for you on YouTube, okay? And I want you to understand that this is why people are out there protesting. This is why people are saying not my president. This is why. Ain't got nothing to do with Democrat or Republican. Ain't got nothing to do with that. It ain't got nothing to do with people loving Hillary, because I can tell you right now, there ain't a lot of love for Hillary. It ain't got nothing to do with that either. It's got to do with the number of people that you've offended in 18 months, millions of people that you offended. Now, you're about to become our president. What you going to do to make it better? You said you're going to bring everybody together. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Bring us together then, because that's your job. I'm waiting. Moving on. All right. Um, let's go through these divisions. Oh, you know what? Actually, I'll do that at the end. Let's go through these divisions. All right, so AFC East, um, the New England Patriots just got beat by the Seahawks. Um, you know, kind of a midseason check-in. I, you know, I, I, frankly, do we have to spend a lot of time in the AFC East? Is there anybody on this phone who thinks that the Patriots huh. aren't going to ride through the end of the year and win the division? Nope. All right. So let's let's that's it. Okay. Unless, unless Tom Brady, you know, breaks his leg or something, they're going to win the division. And even then, they may still win the division. Um, let's go to K-Star. All right, K-Star. So we beat you up pretty good earlier, but you finally came around and, and admitted, so all is forgiven. Um, listen, you had a tough division. You know, Ravens, Steelers, and Bengals are all within one game of each other. Uh, about a, what looks like a maybe uh, – one and a half games separate all three teams. Thank God you have the Browns in that division. Y'all three can whoop off one of them and get your conference, get your division win. Because um, they're terrible. They're just terrible. They're just terrible. I mean, I mean, the Jags are so happy that the Browns are in the NFL. They're so happy. Um, pressure from them. They're just so happy. But um, you know, y'all, you just lost. The Jays also happy. Kate, what's that? The Jays probably also happy about that. Who? Brother yeah. Jay, so I'm sure he's also oh. happy about that as well. Oh, 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 Jay, yeah, 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 well, well, you know, I, I'm going to let that go. I don't beat up on him enough about his Jaguars. You know, we're going to sit back and wait well, and see what happens. Since he's got crazy predictions on, on power ranks and whatnot, he got to take his swing somewhere. So go on, play boy. Get your swing on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know, that's my brother. You can always come back counterpunching. Anyway, <laughs> ah, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, K-Star, AFC North. Um, we know uh, whether whether it's right or wrong, you're going to predict the Steelers. Um, but, you know, the Ravens have won two in a row, including beating your Steelers. Your Steelers are on a four-game losing streak. Honestly, now, honestly. I mean, I know your heart is saying Steelers, but do they have it, man? Do they have enough? This division out. They, ain't gonna they a wild card out of that division. Ain't gonna be a wild card. You can forget that. No. So do they have no. to pull that division out? Yeah, they have enough to pull the division out, and it's for a couple of reasons. One, the offense is still elite. I mean, we we, we don't need to talk about that too much. Um, but but secondly, you know, the Steelers do have Bud Dupree coming back this week, uh, which was our first round draft pick last year, who puts 
a lot of much-needed pressure on the quarterback, which is something we are lacking uh, defensively. So there's there's good hope there. And then looking at the division, I mean, the Bengals, 3-5-1, usually around this time of the season, they have a pretty solid winning record. Um, this year they, they've regressed significantly. Uh, the Ravens at 5-4, and four, <clears throat> I mean, this is a team that just fired their offense coordinator two weeks ago. They haven't had success running the ball. Uh, Flacco's not playing well whatsoever, you know, but their defense certainly is. Um, you know, but they still need to go on. They still need to uh, go at Pittsburgh, you know, and play a lot more road games than what they have. Um, they've played six, I'm sorry, five home games so far. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think with with Baltimore, they're obviously the number one currently within the division. But I don't have a lot of faith in them being, you know, a team that finished off the season at at ten and six, or you know. They, they strike me as a team that has a good defense, um, but to this point really has gone largely unchallenged outside of last week. Um, so, you know, they, they've got their problems, and clearly so do we. Uh, so I think that gives us that, that gives us uh, some hope because, again, um, we're, we're not far out of it, only a game and a half back, and, you know, a four-game losing streak. That kind of reflects that uh, the state of the division not being quite, you know, what it usually would be around this time of season. Let me, let me ask you a question, man. What is up with the two-point conversions, man? What's the deal with that? So, yeah, um, usually when we go for two, it's after we score the first touchdown. Not – this is the first time I've seen us actually do this to this degree. Uh, we don't actually usually go for two beyond that. Um, it looked like we were well, – clearly we were trying to chase points, but that's not typically our strategy at all. So, I I can understand, I guess, the basis. I mean, maybe just trying to get up big on the Cowboys, a team that likes to run the ball and control games themselves. But, you know, I mean, eventually you got to stop chasing points and just take your damn extra point. You know, that's significant uh, how that much it hurt us. Yeah, I, you know, and that's, that's why I said I got to look at your coach and be like, hmm, um, yeah, I don't get I don't get the 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 continual going for two points. Um, yeah, I, I didn't I, even you know, know. It was frustrating. I, yeah, and I think that in part cost you the game. I mean, if you guys had just kicked the extra points, it might be a different game, you know. So, um, yeah. but all right, um, we'll just move on. Uh, that's your division, so we. I mean, really, do you guys, I, you guys, do you guys disagree with that? Do you guys see someone else? Do you guys see Baltimore winning? Do you, I mean, what what are your takes? I mean, you guys just watched the Steelers. First, the Cowboys. Do you think that they have a they have a chance to come back? I mean, what what does everyone else say? Well, I, I think the division is wide open. I think any of the three the three teams can come back. I know Cincinnati's is up and down. Um, you know, frankly, uh, I would give Baltimore the edge, undefeated in the division, just beat you guys. Yeah. Um, I, I would give Baltimore the edge right now, frankly. Um, just you know, for a Pittsburgh team who right about now is usually ratcheting it up and to be in a four game losing streak. That's not like you guys. That's not like the Steelers. Usually you guys are turning it on right now and trying to, you know, you know, getting ready for your run, your, your run, your stretch run. And that's not what's happening. So I, I, if I had to pick a team, I'd go with the Ravens. That would be my pick. JB, you're a train. Yeah. Train, you want to go ahead? Train. Okay, then I'll go. Um, 
Uh, I will yeah. say this. Yeah, don't need it. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, JB. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, I'll say this. I'll continue with my football integrity, unlike one of my other esteemed co-hosts that remind me of things that twinkle at night, way up in the sky on cloudless nights, and things of that nature. Um, I will say that the Steelers is a two-team race it's between the Steelers and, and the Ravens, and until you make a good point. Uh, but I, I'm going to disagree just a little bit because I look at Baltimore and, and three of their five wins so far this season, two against Cleveland, one against Jacksonville. So I don't know. They haven't beaten anyone to make me say they can take this division. And I think Pittsburgh, if they can just get out of their own way, I think that Pittsburgh can, can take this division hands down. But it's a big if because they've, they've been inconsistent. They've struggled. Uh, like you said before, they're they're in disarray right now, four losses in a row. If they can just get out of their own way, they can win this division. I just don't have enough confidence in Baltimore right now to feel confident picking them for the title. Okay. Train? Um, I, I just uh, – I, I look – my analysis is going to based on what they have, their schedule that's remaining. When I look at their schedule remaining, um, Baltimore definitely has a has a tougher schedule. When you're talking about four and five and five and four in that division. That's almost like saying they're tired. I know it's not saying they're tired. They're not tired, but it's almost like saying they're tired because the division is just that close. With the remaining schedule, uh, it definitely favors the Steelers and. Um, I definitely think they can they can come back and and grab that division and it's still going to be close. But I think I'm I'm favoring the Steelers a bit more. The Cincinnati is just way off base than what they normally do in a regular season. Yeah, and it, it it's going to get tougher for them uh, going forward. And I think that side is going to come back and hurt Cincinnati. That we don't talk a whole lot about it. But yeah, I, I have a feeling at some point down the road, if, if Cincinnati starts to get themselves together, that tie is going to be the elephant in the room. Just saying. Yep, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, okay. Uh, AFC South. Um, we got the Texans. We got the Titans. Um, I would say surprising Titans, if you ask me. I'm surprised. Um, that they're surging like they are, uh, five and five, um, you know, one and a half games out of first place, um, half game ahead of the Colts right now. Um, you know, you know, they might be the dark horse in that division. They might be the ones to keep your eye on in that division. Um, you know, we, we didn't really get into a lot of the game stuff other than the Cowboys and the Steelers, but the way they spanked Aaron Rodgers, I mean, spanked him like they was his daddy, you know, that team. Um, DeMarco Murray, I think he's found a new home because he certainly wasn't happy over in Philly, but he's running well over there in Tennessee right now. And Mariota's looking like, you know, um, the, the the top draft pick that he was. So, um, hey, you know, defense a little shaky, but they're, they're putting up some points. So who knows? Um, you know, frankly, from for my money, Maybe Houston is the better team, but I'm a, I'm just gonna go out on the I'm gonna go ahead and pick Tennessee to make a surge, late season surge, and and the nip and and to get that division. I'm just gonna say I just think Tennessee's just something's gonna click on that in that team. You know, I'm not a, I don't believe in Houston. 
I just I just don't. I don't believe in Brock Osweiler. I don't yeah. believe in the team. I don't. So I'm gonna go with Tennessee. Um, K Star, what do you think? Yeah, I'm I'm 100% in agreement. It actually kind of surprised me looking at Houston's record and seeing that, you know, they this is a team that is at uh, six and three because it doesn't feel like it. I mean, no, even <laughs> it, 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 seriously, it's ridiculous. Even like looking at their point differential, they're actually negative 27. So right, it, I mean that that's insane. So I mean that tells me that's probably gonna you know they're probably gonna come back down to earth and yeah, we don't have to look right. too far to find out why. Brock Osweiler is an awful. Absolutely terrible, and right. he hasn't been playing good at all. Whereas, like you said, with Tennessee, you know, Mariota is, is proving to be a legitimate uh, top draft pick, uh, and, and they have an identity. They have a very awesome running game. DeMarco Murray, um, you know, probably playing second best football at that running back position behind Ezekiel Elliott in running the ball and the effectiveness of running the ball. He's been on a tear this season. Um, and Mariota, what he can do with his legs, too. So, yeah, and defensively, they're actually coached by uh, our former Steeler great, Dick LeBeau. So, I mean, they can, you know, they can force some turnovers just through scheme. Um, and I think that, you know, unlike Indianapolis, unlike Jacksonville, uh, and unlike Houston, I think that this team has an identity, and that's something that, you know, will be they can consistently hang their hat on is that running game and that offense. So, I, I like them to, to <clears throat> win this division. Okay. JB? You know, I'm in agreement too. Uh, and in case style, you, you made a valid point. And uh, knowing your your integrity, knowing knowing what your 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 team is made of, and, and they certainly have an identity. That's what I'm looking for, identity. So I agree with you on that. I'm looking at the schedule, and I see the last game of the season, uh, Houston at Tennessee. I think that's going to be the game that decides who's going to take the uh, the South. I'm going to put my money on Tennessee, even though when you look at the stats right now. Houston's 3-0 in the division. Tennessee's 1-2. There's still enough time. There's still enough games to be played where Tennessee can make that up. But I think that last game of the season is going to be the, the one that takes the cake with Houston being on the road, Tennessee playing at home. With that identity that, that case I mentioned, I'm going to take Tennessee also. Okay. Train? Man, you know – and are we seriously all going to go for Tennessee? That's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Here's the thing. i got to use the eye test on this one, man. And, and um, I saw – I didn't uh, really watch all of that game against Green Bay, but I saw some of it. You know what I'm saying? I had it up on my on my pitch in the picture. And they they just look like – they're, they're the most well-rounded team in that division, in division right now. I, I will give a slight defensive edge, maybe to um, to the uh, to the Texans, but still, uh, the way Tennessee is able to run the ball, you know, with 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 Mary, and then you know Henry able to, to come in and spell him when necessary. Mariota is getting getting better as the more he continues to to play, and now I understand why. Uh, Kyle Long, who played along with them in, in Oregon, called that dude fiery. That dude is just he, he he will he's he will continue to get better as long as he plays. So I'm um, I think even after just looking at their remaining schedule, I mean totally agree agreeance with you, JV. That last game at the end of the season will be for the division. Guarantee it will be for the division, and Tennessee would definitely have an opportunity to play, to, to pull it out. 
I, I just want them to, to continue to play better at home than they've done in the past. Because in years before, they did not play good at home. I didn't pick them this weekend because one, they were playing Green Bay, but mainly because they were playing at home. And for some reason, they don't play well at home. But this season, they're starting to turn that around, especially in the latter part of the season. So I guess we're all for Tennessee. What the hell? All right. The good news for that uh, train is for this last six remaining games are on the road. So uh, they don't have to worry about being at home too much with your own house. <laughs> all right, then. Let's go Titans. <laughs> all right. All right. Maybe the toughest division to predict, the AFC West, um, while they don't have four teams over 500, they have three teams with seven wins, um, which is more than any division. Um, you know, so a matter of fact, the whole the, the entire NFC has only one team with at least seven wins, um, just as a comparison. So the whole NFC, um, the whole National Football Conference, the Dallas Cowboys are the only team with at least seven wins. And in this one division, they've got seven, three teams with seven wins. So give you an idea of competitiveness in that division. Chiefs right now. Um, seven and two Raiders, seven and two Broncos, seven and three, and then the Chargers not out of it yet, but you know, four and six. Um, so uh, let's start where we ended. Doctor Train, you've got a midseason division pick. Wow, you know it's a tough yeah. one. Um, it really is a tough one. Uh. I'm just going to go with, with the Dark Horse Raiders, man, um, just because it's a team with a lot of fight and a lot to prove. And Denver's road, Denver's big roadblock to, for, for me is Trevor Simeon. The better he plays, because we already know what Denver's defense is going to do, so the better Trevor Simeon plays, that team, that team takes an edge. I don't know what to expect out of Kansas City. Um, I, I assume that if their defense gets healthier, they may pull in. But, you know, this is not this is not Andy Reid with the Philadelphia Eagles when he was constantly winning the division. This is totally different. And it's, it hasn't – it. what you may see is all, all three of those – well, can you, can you have that? Can you have, yeah, yeah, you may see all three of those teams in the playoffs. You honestly, honestly may see it, but – for the vision, I'm, I'm just gonna go with the Dark Horse Rangers, man. I, I just, I just like what I see, and, and black and silver is cool. <laughs> just in case y'all didn't know that. Yeah, it's cool. All right, K Star, who you got? Yeah, it's a tough. Um, I want to stick with the <clears throat> with the Raiders because they're really balanced on offense, uh, playing really well, and we see their defense kind of get better each and every week. Um, you know, they have. Uh, Khalil Max, who's, who's a premier pass rusher, and you know their big bugaboo at this point has been their defense, but they've overcome it. And as it gets better, as the season grows on, remember this is a young team. Uh, I think that they will um, win the division. However, I, I, I do want to say that Kansas City has won five straight, including beating Oakland on the road. They should be getting Justin Houston back here shortly. Um, yeah, I think we might actually see three teams emerge. Uh, you know, in the playoffs from this division. And Kansas City, to me, it's going to be up ahead and it's a better team right now than than Denver is based off that, like you said, that that quarterback factor, which is 
Simeon turning the ball over, making some bad plays. Um, and that defense of Kansas City also getting healthier. Okay. That's too far. So so you said Oakland, though, right? Yeah, I did say Oakland. Okay. It almost sounded like you were switching to Kansas City down the stretch there, but okay. Uh, JB? <laughs> You know, my mindset is Kansas City based upon how they're playing. And in case I, you, you took my, my thunder because I was saying Houston should be coming back. Don't know how much he's going to be able to contribute, but just the fact that he's on the field is, is a positive for, for Kansas City. But my my gut and my heart say Oakland. It's just a, it's just a silver and black. Don't know why, but there's something going on out there. And, and they seem, and, and I'm sure you all have heard this before, but over the last couple of weeks, a lot of the folks have been talking about the Raiders being basically the, the Cowboys of the AFC because they got a good running game. They've, they've got they got actually a couple of decent backs. they got Latavius Murray. they got uh, Jalen Richards, who can spell him from time to time. They've got Crabtree. They've got Cooper. The Derek Carr is back there slinging it like crazy. they got an offensive line that's extremely talented, very strong, and, and that's the, the center of, of what they do best. But I, I got to say Raiders. I think they got enough to, to take that decision. It's going to be tight between the three of them. Um, but I think Raiders got it. So, um, as Train said a minute ago, does that mean all four of us are going for the Titans? So now I have to say, does that mean all four of us are going for the Raiders? Um, I never thought I'd be pick, predicting the Raiders, but Jay just stole my thunder. I mean, they're built similarly to the Cowboys. Um and, you know, I, I, while Kansas City may have beat them earlier in the season, um, the Raiders are 5-0 and on the road. 5-0 and on the road. Um, you know, the only other team that's undefeated on the road that's 5-0 and are the Cowboys. Okay? Um, the, even the Patriots are 4-0 and on the road. So, I mean, um, oh, I stand correct. Seahawks are 4-0 and on the road, too. But, you know, they're playing at that level. They're playing – you know, not you know. I don't. I don't want to sound you know like a homer, but let's. It is what it is. The Cowboys are the class of the NFL right now, and they're playing at that level. They're playing at you know five and zero on the road. That's the, that's that level they're playing at. So I, I got to go with the Raiders. So Chuck, if you're out there listening, I'm I'm, I'm picking your Raiders to win the division, man. We, me and my good friend Chuck, who's been a friend of mine for very 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 long time jay jay of course knows what i'm talking about um i guess i said friend of ours um he's a diehard raider fan and uh we've we've always talked about the raider cowboys super bowl and you know it's not out of the it's you know it's in the discussion right now it could happen uh, i don't know that i'd pick them to beat the, the the patriots um but right now i definitely picked them to win the division so sweep there on the raiders okay nfc east um We've talked a lot about the Cowboys. I don't think Jay and I need to talk about the Cowboys anymore. Clearly, I, I know I can speak for my brother. We're going to pick the Cowboys to win the division. Um, train, who 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 you got uh, to win the NFC East? Okay. K-Star, who you got to win the NFC East? We'll get back to you. Yeah, Trey. the Cowboys. The, the Cowboys. Cowboys, I mean, they just control They control damn near every game they play uh, at a line of scrimmage. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it is what it is. They're, they're the best team there. And realize the Cowboys have the number one point differential in the NFL, even over the Patriots, 88 yeah. points. So, yeah, they yeah. just control they're the game. Playing. Like Almost every game they're in, they're, they're just in control of it, I feel like. 
Yeah. Train, are you back? You got an yeah, sorry. Uh, have, yeah, yeah. Okay. Terry Jones can make my pick for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can go ahead. You can go. You, you haven't played it all night. You can do it one time. I, I can play Jerry Jones? You can you can do okay, it you one time. Wait, you, can play, Jerry, you, you want Jerry Jones or do you want I want you Jerry, want Jerry Jones, Jones to make my pick. Or is it Jimmy okay, Johnson? Oh. I keep getting it wrong. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson can make and my I got pick. both on here now. I got both on here. But nah, we'll, go, we'll go ahead. We'll go ahead with Jerry Jimmy Jones then. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Jimmy Johnson. How about Jim Jones? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. And and hey, um, K Star, you know that um, you guys have the Browns, so with all you know, that, that should just be a win for you guys. Um, and we've got the Ravens, and I'm not saying it's going to be a win. It is in Dallas. It's going to be a tough game, but um, huge Cowboys fan this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so, I'm about to say, I'm about to put on blue and silver this week, ain't you? You know, yeah, you know, we need it. Send you a Romo jersey or something for you to wear. <laughs> anyway, I'll take that back. Hey, hey, are they on the yeah. road? Are they on the road? The Ravens or, or Cowboys at home? Ravens are coming to Dallas. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's a big game. That's a yeah, big Dallas, game. Dallas normally plays home the day before because then they got Thanksgiving at home, so they usually get home on that Sunday. Um, all right. Uh, another tough division to call NFC North. Lions at five and four, Vikings at five and four, Packers at four and five, Bears at two and seven. Um, I'm going to pick first. Sorry, Train. Bears ain't in it. Um, Vikings have lost four in a row. I'm not impressed. You guys know I cannot go with Matthew Stafford. I just can't. Never liked him. He's playing pretty decent this year, but I even know. They've lost three in a row, and even though they just got spanked by the Titans, and I get it, they don't look as good, and I've said on this show, and I still say it, something ain't right with Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I think we're going to find an offseason that he had a strain something, or just something ain't right with him. That's, that's how I feel. But that said, I'm going to go ahead and ride Green Bay. They're only one game out. As crappy as they've been playing, three-game losing streak, there's still only one game out of first place. So I'm going to ride Green Bay. I'm going with Aaron Rodgers to resurrect them, to get them at least to eight or nine wins, enough to win the division. So I got Green Bay. Uh, Dr. Train, it's your division. We're going to let you go next. Boy, I cannot wait till next season. Okay. Um... <laughs> I um yeah I I think I think Minnesota is is, is definitely losing uh, they're losing that, that 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 spark they had at the beginning of the season uh it, it's gonna come down to the Lions and 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 Packers for me um I'm I'm gonna pick this team only because I I think their head coach can get it done and I'm a, I'm I'm gonna give the Lions a shot to take. This division over over Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think Caldwell can coach him to to get in this division, especially with the way Green Bay is playing. But I will preference that. But I, I will say I would not be shocked to see uh, Green Bay come back and, and and pull it out. That's just what they do. I can't stand it. Can't. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. JB? Oh, yeah, I agree, uh, Train. It's going to be between the, uh, the Lions and the Packers. And 
I really would like to say the Lions. I really would because they've been in the in the story of that black and blue division for so many years. But I think Green Bay's problem, the part of their many problems that they're having, is a lack of a running game. And I think Eddie Lacy is probably gone for the season, but at least at least Alex will be back, and he's he's a viable replacement. Uh, he's no Ezekiel Elliott. He's no Le'Veon Bell or anything like that. But he does bring a bit of effectiveness to that position. I, I think they're going to figure out whatever the problem is. They're going to get it together. They got they got a lot of issues. But I, I think Satie's comment going the game out. I think they'll be able to make that game up. So I'm going Green Bay. Okay. K Star. Yeah, I'm also going Green Bay. The thing with the Lions is they just their defense has been awful this season, and they've been having to win games through heroic late uh, dry, late game winning drives by Matthew Stafford, and I just don't think that's really sustainable. I don't think it's a good recipe. They don't really have a run game either. They have a good receiving back, but you know when teams know you're going to be throwing the ball each and every play, I, I think eventually it's going to catch up with them. And one thing about Green Bay that I think is pretty important to note is um, during this stretch they've been playing without Clay Matthews, who I believe is supposed to be back this upcoming game. And we know what he brings to the table as far as uh, pass rush goes, and, and they surely need it. And, and like JB said, James Starks is returning, which you know will help him be more consistent. And, uh, yeah, I'm also going Green Bay. Okay. All right. Three Green Bays and one Detroit. All right. NFC South, another tough one to pick. Atlanta at six and four, Tampa Bay four and five, the Saints four and five, Carolina three and six. Congratulations, Cam Newton. You actually lost the game and had a press conference where you weren't pouting. Congratulations. Um, JB, who you got winning this division? I'm still taking the Falcons, although the Buccaneers uh, are, are still a viable team. Same with the Saints, too. Uh, but you look at the divisional records, Falcons 3-1, and one, Saints are 1-1, one and one, Bucks are 2-1, so it's pretty tight there. I think Falcons just got too much firepower overall, and, and I think that's going to play a big part in this success down the stretch that they had throughout the course of the game. So I'm going to Who would you, you go with, the Falcons? Falcons, yeah. Okay. That's, another, that's a homer pick. But anyway, uh, K-Star. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Atlanta. I mean, I know last year I made that comment like we've all seen this show before, and that's a one you know really one man show with uh, with, you know, with Matt Ryan and Julio. But here's the thing: I mean, Matt Ryan's playing at a really high level and they're distributing the ball really well. And they got two backs in Coleman and and Freeman. And lastly, their defense um, has been pretty maligned this year, but they're getting a little bit better. I would say the Vic Beasley's starting to get pressure on the quarterback, and if that's the case. Uh, yeah, definitely. I like Atlanta just because they're balanced. They're their most balanced team, unquestionably, within that division, um, and just playing at a really high level on offense. Okay, Doctor Train. Uh, I think I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm definitely going with Atlanta, man. Uh, I, I like the way they're playing. Devontae Freeman is my is my fantasy football running back. Um, is there anything else I'm leaving out? No, but no, I just I like Atlanta overall. I liked them last year. You know, they didn't seem to have it together, but this year they seem to be a little bit more balanced. Definitely um, get some uh, help defensively, and um, that offense. Uh, I, when when Coleman comes back, they really know how to 
use both those running backs. Who's that? Uh, Kyle, Kyle Shannon? Yeah. He definitely knows how to use both to get the best out of both those running backs. So that'll be a huge boost to their offense when they get uh, uh, Devin Coley back. Okay. Um, I'm seeing a little spark in New Orleans, and I am a closet Saints fan. And I think the Saints are going to take care of the Panthers and send them on their misery, make them three and seven, and pretty much end their season this week. Um, they're they're in the loss column. They're one game out, and you know, win column they're two, but they've also only played nine, where the Falcons have played ten. Um, so I, I, I'm going to go ahead and go with the Saints. Um, it is wide open. I mean, the Falcons have probably been playing the most consistent, uh, certainly the most explosive offense, arguably in the NFL. But um, I just, I just, I'm gonna ride the experience of Drew Brees, and when he gets hot and he gets rolling, you know, we know what he can do. And their defense isn't isn't uh, much to speak of, but you know what? Neither is Atlanta's for that fact. And and they've got Quinn, they've got the old Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator, and their defense really isn't much to speak of. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Saints to come out of, come out of the, the depths of uh, 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 of uh, the Phoenix from the ashes and come back and sneak in and win that division. So, And last but not least, um, it, this, is, this to me is another one that I think we're all going to agree on. Uh, I, don't, I don't think anyone's – I think, I think um, <laughs> you know, I was questioned about not liking uh, – Bruce Arians and the Cardinals, and I don't, and I don't think he's that good of a coach. I think the Cardinals got a lot of um, got a lot of talent, but I don't think he, I don't think he's that good of a coach. Um, is there anyone that don't think Seattle, particularly, especially as good as they looked against um, New England and how they're really coming in the Seattle Seahawks shape? Is there anyone that's got the cojones to not pick Seattle to win that division? Speak now. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, we, Seattle is just so consistent each and every year. They do this, you know, where they have like a little, you know, tough patch within the season, but then they get it right. You know, they have a great coaching staff and obviously talent. You know what's amazing about Pete Carroll is I remember Pete Carroll when he coached the the the, the Patriots, and he was terrible. And then he goes to college, and the guy is like God. You know, he's like God, and then he comes back to the pros, and he's God again. And I'm like, what the heck happened? Because when he was here last time, it was terrible. I mean, you know, and he found us home down in there in uh in college. He, you know, he was the man. I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. sometimes, you know, you got, you know, it's a different, it's a, it's the same game, but you're dealing with younger players, and you know, he's a players coach, and okay, works for him. But you know what? I got to give him credit. He's come back to NFL and he took that team. And, you know, I think we were, we were doing this show when they signed, I think, I think JB might be the only one who may not have been on. I don't know. He'll have to remind me if you had joined us at this time, uh, you may not have been, but I think me train and K star did the show when they signed Matt Flynn and then they drafted Russell Wilson and we all, laughed and said, how you going to sign Matt Flynn, pay him $10 million, and you're going to start Russell Wilson? What are you doing? What's wrong with you? Damn, we didn't know what we're talking about now, did we? <laughs> yeah, we were like a bunch of donkeys on that one. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You that's, got why we're not, that's, why we're not, that's why we're not here coaches. Homie. 
Well, that's true. That's, that, 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 that's, that's true. Um, that, that's absolutely true because we blew that one. I mean, I, you know, um, but head coaches make those mistakes too. We've seen that in the NFL too. They make, they uh-huh. make those mistakes. Maybe a little bit less than we do, but they make those mistakes. But you know what the difference is? When we make those mistakes on our show, we hold each other accountable. You watch any of the, any of the pundit daytime shows, they, they call stuff and make predictions, and they're wrong, and they just they act like they never said it. How many people said that Dak wasn't, that, that Tony would be starting? And I sent in my videotape to first take, and I told Stephen A. Smith, ain't going to happen. Dak will remain the starter. When Tony's healthy, that the only way Dak loses his job is if he starts playing like garbage. Then Tony's back in. If he keeps playing, he ain't going to. And these guys, all of them, the first take and, and undisputed and all these shows. No, Jerry Jones, Legends, and Tony Romo. And Romo's going to be back. He's just paving the way. Ha! Ha! You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway. All right. Um, I will say, I will say yeah. it was just one last issue. I'm definitely, definitely, man, like, Surprised and definitely disappointed with the uh, with the Cardinals. You know, definitely surprised by the record, but disappointed because I really wanted to see another heated battle between them and Seattle, and you're just not going to get that. Mm. But mm. on another note, I'm excited to see Jerry Goff. Jerry Goff finally uh, get a chance to start. Plus, they know he's not right to have Case Keenum play that damn long. I don't know what he was thinking. Oh my God. Yeah, about time. Jeez. Well, I mean, you think about it. Golf in, in the style of offense that he had when he was out in California, um, in, in the fact that, if, if I'm not mistaken, didn't, didn't the Rams, didn't they start off pretty hot in the beginning? I'm trying to find their, their schedule, but I could have sworn they, they had a pretty they, they were just, they, they've been hoving really they were, at they, they four, were, they they were 500. Two and one, three and one. At one point, yeah, at one point, three, three, one, three yeah, and they, one. They came out, yeah, they came out the gate three and one. So there's really, at that point in time, there's really no reason to rush golf into the center stage. But now that they're four and five, and and I, mean, I guess they're falling right into Jeff Fisher's uh, mantra of we're seven and nine or eight and eight. So they're right on par with that. Uh, maybe maybe it's time to, to to put him out there and see what he can do, and and that's what they're going to do. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays. All right. Well, um, guys, we're at the end of the show. Um, I am at once we get off the show, I am going to do a video. Um, I was going to do it while I was on the show, but it's not going to work. So as soon as we get off the show, I'm going to do a video and I will post it um, on the Madden voice and I'll post it on my Facebook wall. And this will be my second submission to the first take show. And my topic is going to be. Um, why I think um, Dak Prescott is the midseason MVP over Ezekiel Elliott and over Tom Brady. Uh, I don't even think Tom Brady at this point should be a consideration because he hasn't played enough games. Maybe by the end of the season, after he's played 12 out of 16, okay, maybe that's a better argument to say that he's played enough games. But, you know, you've missed half the season, so I'm sorry. I, I can't I can't take you seriously as an MVP candidate when you've missed half the season. Uh, I mean, there's no, there's no lead with that. You've missed half the season, okay? So, by the end of the season, okay, maybe. Uh, to me, it's not even a consideration. Um, 
And a lot of people are saying Ezekiel Elliott. But I'm playing. I'm saying Dak Prescott. And if everybody wants to know why, you gonna have to check out my video. It'll be up on on uh, the Madden Voice. Uh, webpage. It'll be up on my own personal webpage, and I will also tweet a link, uh, a tweet a link to it on YouTube, on Twitter, um, and I will see if uh, the show likes. So, with that said, any final words? Uh, let's go over to uh, the soon to be heading to Connecticut, JB. Yeah, man, I'm looking forward to coming home. I ain't gonna lie. Um, the last time I was home was, was what Father's Day weekend, so I'm definitely looking forward to being home. I'm just going to make it all about that. Can't wait to see my brother, mother, nieces, fam. So that's where it's at. Football and family. I'll be home for a whole week, so that'll be terrific. All right, looking forward to having you home, bro. Doctor Train, any final words? Um, I guess so. Uh, one, uh, if you if, if if you can tag me on your video so I make sure I see it, man. I really, I'm not on Facebook that much, but if you can if you can tag me, man, because I really want to see what your what your points would be. I have an idea of some things you may say, but I'm just I'm really yeah. curious. Um, secondly, um, it really does suck to be a Bears fan right now. <laughs> you see your team play really well one week. And then play really bad the next week, and it all points to one person. And then on top of that, Alshon Jeffrey is suspended for a game for substance, whatever, you know. My fantasy wide receiver, but anyway. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I get it. You didn't know the substance, but come on, man, as tight as the NFL is, you you gotta be more. Does anytime you put anything. Is not organically grown in your body. You should be checking it up against the list. It's, it's really just that simple. <laughs> but uh, even though my team sucks, I will be in New York this weekend, and me and the wife will be at the game. So should be a fun experience regardless. Wow, you're going to be up still my enjoy way, myself. You gonna yeah, be, you yeah gonna... I, I didn't know how close I was. I was going to be as far as like being able to see you so where, mean, where are you going to be at? We, we, could t- we will um, we will be I know somewhere close to Times Square yeah, oh, okay health, All right, let's, health, in Hell's Kitchen area but we'll talk offline okay. yeah we'll talk offline who knows might be a little bit yeah, of we'll that alright yeah alright okay uh, K-Star yeah go Cowboys this weekend <laughs> what the Ravens ass um and, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing that video because, <clears throat> you know, my actual midseason MVP was Zeke Elliott. So I'm looking forward to seeing the counter, uh, the contrarian the side to that uh, thought process there, or that thought there. So looking forward to seeing the video. All right. Because, you know, I'm a and, uh, Cowboys hater and all, and I'm giving Zeke Elliott MVP, but, you know. Yeah. On a, on a team that you have ranked um, – never mind. Anyway. Um <laughs> Blow it out your ass. There we go. All right. I had to get that last one in there. All right. Um, I guess that's it, then. So um, for JB, for uh, K-Star, and for Dr. Train, uh, I want to thank everybody. Um, Next Tuesday night, um, 
We're going to do a show next week. I have to check my work schedule. As everybody knows, I got a new job, kicking my butt. I got to see. Going to try to do a show Tuesday night. And with JB being home, we'll try to do uh, see if we can do a, a show, co-host a show together. So, so far, so good. Everything is still on. But I just, I got to check out the work schedule. And then me and JB got to work out logistics on um you know how we how we make the the, the show uh, the show happen together. So um, I, I have a thought on that. So um, so yeah, we'll be on next week. I'll figure it out. So anyway, for JB, for Doctor Train, for K Star. Hey everybody, we're over halfway through the season. Just so everybody knows, we're over halfway through the season. Okay, just so everybody knows, it flies by. Um, before I, before the outgoing music, uh, Friday was Veterans Day. And we didn't do a show last week, but I always like to play a little tribute to, to Pat Tillman to kind of represent the veterans. Um, if you if you are a Facebook friend of mine, you saw you know, I gave a shout out to, to um, me and JB's father, his Vietnam veteran, passed away a couple of years ago. Um, you know, and, and to all the veterans out there, you know, and, and all the military that are out there defending us, you know, this is a time we have to just kind of take a deep breath and thank the past, the present, and the future military. And, uh, and if you don't know the Pat Tillman story, it's one of the most touching stories, not just in military, in, in sports, but just in general. Um, it's not very long. It's only about three minutes, and then I'll play the outro. Um, so everybody enjoy the games. Remember, all feuds are settled on the field. A hero, both on the football field and the battlefield. Many people knew Pat Tillman as the undersized player with an oversized heart. Pat Tillman knocked the helmet off of Isaac Byrne. Pat Tillman died April 22, 2004 on the Afghan-Pakistan border, ambushed fighting Taliban and Afghan forces. Hundreds of soldiers have been killed in battle. Why does Tillman stand out? Because his story is very special. Pat Tillman on the play. Tillman began his football career at Arizona State University. He was the littlest big guy on the field, standing 5 feet 11 inches tall. Doug Tamaro, friend of Tillman and media coordinator at ASU, had a chance two months yeah. ago to have dinner with it Tillman. Just, it was just fun to be around. And, and that night, you know, I never get dessert. I got dessert. I never drink coffee after a meal. I got coffee because I did not want the night to end. I kind of wanted it to be like, like Groundhog Day. You know, I just want the day to come back and come back and come back. While at ASU, Tillman was crowned Pac-10 Player of the Year. He was also a star in the classroom as well. I mean, he was a 3.8 student. That's amazing that he wasn't a 4.0. I, I'd never want to see the classes that he didn't get an A in. After completing his college career, Tillman moved on to the NFL with the Arizona Cardinals for four years. The terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, changed everything for Tillman. My great-grandfather was at Pearl Harbor, and a lot of my family has given up you know, has gone and fought in wars, and, and I really haven't done a damn thing um, as far as laying myself on the line like that, and so I have a great deal of respect for those that have and what the flag stands for. Following this interview, Tillman made the decision to walk away from a $3.6 million contract with the Cardinals and join the elite Army Rangers with his brother Kevin. Pat's family and friends received news of his death on a Thursday and knew that he was not coming home. I think that Pat Tillman was probably the, the gentlest, caring guy around that my brother and I knew, my family knew. Hundreds, if not thousands, of people have made their way out to Sun Devil Stadium to pay their respects to Pat Tillman. Some soldiers have even stopped by to drop off medals they have won in the battlefield. In fact, one soldier dropped off the Purple Heart. 
Pat Tillman is a true example of a human being. He's special. And ASU should be proud they had him. He gave his life for our country to fight for us. He may have gone before us, but you know what? We're all going to catch up with him in a place that's better. You know, he'll be my hero. He'll be my daughter's hero. He's my wife's hero. Pat Tillman never stopped looking for new challenges on the field and in life. When he found them, he met them head on. He made the ultimate sacrifice when he chose patriotism over a paycheck. A hero that will never be forgotten. A statement that will live on with the spirit of Pat Tillman.